Oh, hallelujah. As Christians, we probably should be in the greatest week of celebration <laughs> that we ever celebrate for all that was done in this, well, from this day forward, kind of biblically. Hallelujah. You know, it, I know it started a lot earlier than that when Jesus came to earth, but but we see the culmination of it, in a sense, this week that we celebrate. We see all the fruits of the labor that Christ laid upon the earth coming to pass, all that he had given himself for and all the, you know, the time that he had spent before the Father trying to conform to the will of the Father, you know, came to pass in this. You know, I was just thinking about that as we were singing. I was thinking about... The very essence of humility is, you know, not my will, but yours be done. To Father, you know, to Father God, uh, is is giving up our rights and our ambitions for His ambitions and His desires, and that's just what Jesus did when He came to this earth. You know, He said, you know, my meat is to do the will of Him that sent me, and to accomplish or to finish His work. So I hope that that's your desire this day and from this day forward, you know, to be pleasing unto God, to be humble and, and allow God to do his work within you. I want to start, you know, I, I realize, you know, that even the first day that Jesus came to this earth, in a sense, I mean, if you, if you understand the Bible at all, he came as the Lamb of God. But I want to just go to 1 John, or John 1, excuse me, not 1 John, John chapter 1. And I want to read four verses here out of John chapter 1. We're going to be in John quite a bit, so if you want to just hang around there. I'm going to start in verse 29 here this morning. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After, he, after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come, am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bare record that this is the Son of God. Hallelujah. You know, it's kind of amazing to think about just, uh, you know, those simple words, this is the Son of God. If you remember the conversation that Jesus had with Peter and his disciples, you know, you know, who do men say that I am? And then he asked them, you know, who do men or who do you say that I am? And uh, Peter, you know, <laughs> was right there on the spot. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Uh, in all reality, that's what you need to know in your heart without a doubt, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But John made mention of it and recorded the fact that, you know, as he saw Jesus coming, he proclaimed that this is the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. The Lamb of God. As uh, Eunice mentioned, this is a time of Passover, and if you know anything about the Passover, the Lamb was very pivotal in the Passover. You know, the instructions that were given to Moses was for each household to take a lamb, 
on the 10th day of the month and keep it up until the 14th day and on the 14th evening before sunset they were to slay it and to take the blood thereof and put over the doorposts of their house while they were in Egypt. And that night as the angel of death passed over, as it saw the blood, it would pass over. Well, <laughs> that's our legacy. You know, if the blood of the lamb, Christ the lamb, has been applied to the door of your heart, the doorposts of your heart, the angel of death has no power on you. Hallelujah. He will pass over. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to go to chapter 12 of John. I want to read the first three verses here and then verses 7 and 8. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethlehem where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her, with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Verse 7, Then said Jesus, Let her alone against the day of my burying, as she kept this. For the poor always you have with you, but me you have not always. So we see here just kind of one of the things pointing to Christ's suffering, his crucifixion, his burial. But we see here uh, Mary taking this uh, aromatic ointment and washing his feet with it and then rubbing it with her hair or removing it with her hair. But, but it's just a, a type and likeness of the burial ceremony, you know, uh, taking away that stench from the dead body. But she was doing it previous to let them know that he was going to be buried. I want to go down to verse 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's colt, I'm not going to go any further. Again, we just see prophecy being fulfilled here as it was talked about, you know. You shall fear not, Zion, for your king shall come sitting on ass's colt. And we see many people preparing the way for the Lord. Worst part of it was there weren't many of them remaining <laughs> a couple days later. Or too many of them that stuck around for all the uh, wrath that was poured out upon Jesus. Going down to verse 23. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, he or him will my father honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, just trying to point out to you the significance of what Christ did that day and how it affects your life or can affect your life. I'm going to go to Isaiah here in, in a minute, but I want you just to realize what we're celebrating this week. You know, today is Palm Sunday. We just read about them spreading the palm branches and that. Uh, that was a, a demonstration of honor for a king or a high-ranking official as they came into town that you would 
spread the branches on the ground so there would be no dust that, you know, it would cover up the dust. And uh, it was just really a sign of honor. But we see here, you know, they honored Jesus outwardly. But did they honor him inwardly? Did they really realize that he was their king? You know, they, uh, as we understand, they really were expecting a great military leader to come and deliver them from Rome. But that's not what Jesus came for. You know, he came to set up a kingdom within the heart of man. He came to take away sin and take away the sinful nature of man. We see that. But I want you to think about this week, what Jesus was going through. You know, here was the great crowds roaring and celebrating his arrival. And, uh, you know, wasn't too long after that, they were yelling, crucify him. But I was, I was just thinking about, you know, the Lamb of God from the very time he came upon this earth, he was the Lamb of God. He was appointed to be the Lamb of God, and he became the Lamb of God. But what took him to the cross? Well, I believe there was two things that took Jesus to the cross, and they're very much related. First of all, the love of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So the love of God, in a sense, I guess you could say, commanded that Jesus would do what he went to do, and that was to hang upon a cross. And he realized that. You know, even in the garden, he said, not my will, but yours be done. He said, you know, if this cup can pass for me, I would like that, but I I know, you know, Lord, that it's not going to happen that way. I need to take this cup. So the love of God really uh, caused him to go to the cross. But there's something that we played a part in that also caused him to go to the cross, and that was our sin. It was our sin that drove him to the cross because he needed to die to become the propitiation for our sins. He needed to become that paschal lamb that died and gave up its blood so that we might have it applied to our hearts. You know, if you read in Exodus about the the Passover, the lamb didn't put its blood on the doorpost. The man had to take that blood and apply it. It's the same in our lives. Jesus will come into your life, but you have to allow his blood to be applied to your doorpost. You're the one that has to, to, in a sense, receive Jesus and his blood for it to be applied to the doorpost of your heart. So just think about this. The love of God and the sin of man drove our Savior to the cross. You know, If you think you are guiltless, you're wrong. It was your sin, it was my sin. That caused Jesus to go to the cross. Somebody mentioned that this morning, you know. He loved us while we were still enemies. Seldom will a man die for, a righteous man die for his friends, or a man die for righteous men. But he died while we were yet sinners. So that we might know the love of God. Hallelujah. I want to just go to Isaiah 53 here real quick, like. This is just a prophecy of Isaiah about the Christ. Who hath believed our report? Isaiah 53, 1. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And we, when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, 
a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to slaughter, and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. The Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. The Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. So as we continue to go through this week and continue our celebration of the things that are going on, I think it's with great reverence and humility that we should do so, knowing that the price that was paid for our gift of life, hallelujah. You know, Jesus deserves all our glory and all our honor. For by him we live and have our being. You know, it's not of works. We had nothing to do with this. It was all his doing. The precious Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to go to chapter 22 of Luke. And read 14 through 20. And when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. The last Passover. He would no longer be able to eat it with them because he was the Passover lamb to be sacrificed. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We're going to have a Passover feast <laughs> when we reach heaven which Jesus will join in and probably do the same thing that uh, we read here in a sense. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. If I can have the fellows come and we'll pass out the elements and take communion. I want you just to remember and to really realize what this represents as we partake this morning. Yes. Yes. Oh, she's going to go get him. Paschal Lamb. 
One thing I found very interesting in reading the Old Testament scriptures about the Passover is the fact that they were to eat all of it. Which speaks to me of the fact that you can't just take part of Jesus that you like. You have to take that part that's uncomfortable. That part that maybe uh, doesn't really sit well with your thinking and the way that you are. You need to make sure that you're partaking the whole lamb.
Give us clean hands and pure hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy of all our praise. May we not lift our souls to another. Hallelujah. Lord, may we be that generation that seeks your face, that seeks your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lord, may we experience the true joy of this week that we celebrate. May we realize the effectiveness of what has transpired through the crucifixion, through the resurrection this week. May we understand the power that has been given to us because of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we look forward to the day when we will Eat this meal with Jesus. But Lord, as we are here this day, we do this in remembrance of what he has done. Hallelujah. And he took the bread and broke it and gave to them and said, Eat, this is my body. Hallelujah. Let's partake. And likewise, he took the cup and said, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Let's partake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we bow our hearts before you this morning. May the reality of this week we celebrate, Lord, come into our hearts. May we realize really what it cost Jesus to do this for us. Lord, and what all we've gained because of it. Hallelujah. May our hearts not grow cold to the love that's been demonstrated and displayed to us through the death of Christ. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, that you did not give up on us, but you made a plan. And even though that plan meant the death of your son, we just thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. We give you our hearts. For what else can we do, Lord? Yeah. just our reasonable service, Lord, a life for a life. Hallelujah. Lord, from this day on, Lord, may our lives even more point to you and your return. May people understand that you are the Lamb of God through what we say and what we do. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you and praise you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for what you've done for us. Just pray, Lord, that you'll be with us as we leave this place. Lord, that this week our minds and our hearts will be stayed upon that which you did. 
will come to that great place of rejoicing, knowing what has been accomplished or what was accomplished, Lord, many years ago. We love you, Lord. Praise your name. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed this morning.